0: You want to give a gift to someone this Christmas time, but they already have all of the Restless merch. Well, first off, I doubt that. You should check the new Christmas drop. But what are you to do if it is true? Thankfully, there's the perfect gift for the Restless stand in your life. A Patreon membership. For as little as $3 a month, you can provide countless hours of content where we talk about Mark Driscoll, New Calvinism and even that one-time Matt kicked a girl in the face. Go to patreon.com/ the restless podcast and you can see what else is available for those who sign up. Make sure the restless fans in your life have a very restless Christmas.
1: Pastor Michael, we have to keep going. It is
0: day 10 day 10 Pastor Michael. We're almost done which means that you're running out of time. To get some of the limited edition Christmas merch. you got to get to the store. you got to get some of this stuff. It may not be back ever. It definitely will not be around after the 12th day or the day after.
1: That's right. So, Pastor Michael, this is the second part of our two-part series on the return of Matt Chandler to the pulpit. Yesterday, we talked about we watched the video of him returning to the pulpit, and it left some things to be desired. Um, Now, we wanted to be very cautious, given that the church had made the decision to bring him back, that he had followed their instructions, that he had obeyed, right? He had submitted to authorities around him, making it a very different situation than Driscoll. However, today, we want to cover some of R. Scott Clark's article to help people understand why ecclesiology matters. So, Pastor Michael, we say that often. We actually have that merch in our store. Um, what, up for the person just joining us, the person who's not as familiar with why we say that, what does this idea, you know, again, this is viewed as something ecclesiology. That's like, that's not a first importance thing. That's like tertiary, if anything, pastor Michael, why do we talk about ecclesiology mattering, um, so much?
0: Well, number one, even if you say, well, like doctrinally speaking, or like how we can think of one another as fellow believers, if you say, well, ecclesiology, that doesn't really matter. What you're saying is that, well, determining who is and who is not, you know, a part of the ecclesia, oh, who, who cares? Well, no, like that actually, that has to be uh, of significant importance because you literally just can't even tell me who you should consider to be a, a Christian or not. Um, or you deal with any kind of like on the ground day to day church issue of any kind ecclesiology affects it right how you deal with those situations the way that things are judged the way that discipline takes place um the the what exactly is the mission of the church what exactly is it is the church supposed to do how do you administer the sacraments everything that you know uh might come up on a day-to-day basis probably in some way or another touches ecclesiology and obviously most importantly like we are given in scripture what the church, the Ecclesia is supposed to be and look like and be structured like. And so that's why, uh, you know, most importantly, it matters.
1: That's right. I think, I, and again, I think on a practical level, like actually a lot of the arguments against the church today aren't like these, like the big, we don't like the big doctrines of the Christian church. Now, again, it's because we've we live in a totally imminent world. Like nobody even, nobody thinks about those things, which is not good. We live in this world where what people think about are, you know, the like human to human interactions. So the things a lot of people don't like about the church, whether rightly or wrongly, and like, as we saw with, for example, the rise and fall of Mars Hill, a mixture of both is the ecclesiology of the church. Um, And so I think it matters, right? It matters. This is jesus's church right he gets to choose how it's set up yep. and so i think uh, i just thought that dr clark wrote an article and i think it's just a very interesting case study thinking about how would of the presbyterian and reform churches handled whatever happened with um chandler and so the first thing he points out is that the village church is part of the acts 29 network this is not a denomination. This is not a federation. Um, this, But having a reformed approach to the church of a gathered churches would have potentially helped. So Pastor Michael, why would we say the ecclesiology of this like something more than a network, more than a loose federation of churches, why would that matter in this case at all?
0: Yeah, so the best thing that anybody, or the the only thing, the only, um, shall we say, power that anyone would have in, say, like another Acts 29 church in this situation, being that they don't have um, any kind of actual actual ecclesia ecclesiastical connection, um, is that it's just like the power of influence, right? So maybe another popular guy in Acts 29 could say, I've got real questions about this. I'm calling Matt Chandler and I'm calling the elders and I'm like, I'm gonna deal with this. And if they don't deal with it, then I'm gonna like vocally talk about it or put something online or something like that. But there's no actual ecclesiastical power to do anything in any case, right? To actually look into it. Um, whereas say you had a more Presbyterian reformed kind of government, or even if you had more of a, like a, uh, an Episcopalian type structure, Right. You have somebody or someone or a group of someone's who can look into this, who could be notified about it and um, find out, hey, is the church handling this? Well, Um, there's there are other levels of appeal, in other words, Um, and it doesn't just end at, well, like he said, he's okay, And the couple of guys that are elders with him and obviously the village church has more than a couple of guys as elders. I don't know what their actual structure is. I don't know who has what power. Um, I don't know what it's like there. But if they are elder led in some capacity, they have a bunch of elders like, but that it just stops there. That's it. You know, if anybody else outside of the church has questions or they think that it wasn't handled right, doesn't matter. There's nothing that you can do about it except via influence.
1: That's right. And so um as we look at this article we're we're obviously not going to read it. i'll link it in the show notes if you'd like to do it pastor michael please feel free to add in things about uh the pca's polity which is found in the book of church order which is a a wonderful book again a thing we should be thankful for in reformed polity is that we are not inventing it as we go yeah it's a book that has obviously been edited much over time it is not an errant it is um something, right? Like you, we vow to defend the scriptures. We must love and confess the confessions and we need to like the book of church order. It's wise advice on the, on the discipline of the church. And, and we have portions of it that come from the early American Presbyterians. This book is based on John Knox's book of discipline, right? So this book has wisdom from the church throughout the world, right? And so please feel free if you think of anything as I walk through some of the steps that we would have had. So, so first, obviously um, we're going to assume that what we've been told is, is the case, right? This pastor has been exchanging quote unquote, unwise DMs with a woman who's not his wife. Um, You know, some kind of over familiarity, you know, that is not obviously, as they said, not sexual in nature. Um, whatever that means we don't know right and we will come to why that might be part of the problem this lack of lack of any transparency so uh dr clark gives kudos to the first person who ap- uh, apparently approached someone at uh at the village church um so one of the things we would say is that what would happen if this person who approached Matt Chandler or anyone what could happen is well in a presbyterian and reformed church this person could write to their session and request to make to appear to make their concerns known mm-hmm. uh so pastor Michael I think that that is that's likely if the you know if the, if they're if the interpersonally right these things weren't going anywhere this is what they could do and obviously if the local elders weren't taking up the manager, they could complain to the regional right they could they could complain to their assembly now of course these things can go all the way to the national uh the general assembly um though probably is unlikely i i think i'll just say i think this gives a a individual congregant a lot of a lot of protection Mm -hmm. right that that um that their concerns can be taken up with not only the group of men in their church, if for some reason, right, like, you know, let's say they're all the protect the, protect the brand guys, I can have it taken to the uh, larger group of elders, other churches in my denomination in the church can see what our church is doing and file a complaint against them. If it's like, if it's mm-hmm. very public and obvious, right, there's just a lot of protection in the church in this way. Yep.
0: Yeah, it's honestly great. Just having different levels of appeal. It also just, um, it puts the the power um, that's going to be used in one way or another to discipline. It spreads it out, right? So you don't have, uh, you know, just one guy who's just going to ultimately make the decision and a bunch of yes men that are going to just come along with it. You might run into that, but then there's other, avenues that one can go in order to get this dealt with
1: that's right so i would say that another thing that would happen this is a very good thing about church and presbytery records is they are all generally now there are some exceptions uh given some very uh some of the sensitive things that are discussed these are meetings of public record Mm -hmm. they're public meetings they're not meetings where no details can be shared right the that the men who speak have to be willing to stand by what they're saying um as the minutes will be recorded um and so generally you are like the degree of transparency in the reformed churches is going to be a lot greater yes thing that uh dr clark highlights
0: yeah absolutely um it is it is far more Um, You wouldn't call it public necessarily, Um, although, I mean, some things have to be dealt with publicly.
1: Right. Some
0: important. Uh, Yeah. Any voting or those sorts of things. And even I mean, even the, you know, meetings, even if uh, there was, uh, you know, if the the session or presbytery or anybody goes into some kind of executive session where um, those who are not members of the court cannot uh, be present, even those things are still like recorded in a certain way, where if there was some kind of uh, funny business going on, theoretically, anyway, obviously all church government will break down due to sin in certain ways. Uh, but if things are being followed, it like that can, um, that will be recorded and, you know, will have to be dealt with at a later time then. Um, so it, it just, it leaves all of these different safeguards, shall we say, in various ways. Um, but the, it it is significantly more transparent. So, for instance, you know we recently hosted our you know the Wisconsin Presbytery at our church um, in October, and we invited anybody that wanted to come to come. If anybody wanted to see what a presbytery meeting was like, um, they could come on out and hear the debate and discussion and votes and uh, watch these things happen. Uh, and now again, there might be times when we you know, ask people to leave for a time over particularly sensitive matters. Uh, but generally speaking, it is much more public.
1: Yeah, and and I do think, and Dr. Clark points this out, that one, obviously there are times since dealing with sensitive matters where you don't want everyone there. And that, that would be inappropriate, right? If they're dealing with it, maybe that these would be such sensitive messages, you wouldn't want those details all made public. However, if you're a church member, and they chose to be completely, um, they chose to not reveal any of this. You could file a complaint that they're not being sufficiently transparent with the details of why they made the decisions they made. Right. Right. And so again, um, another thing Dr. Clark points out, which I think is great is right. The mega church, the corporation model is all designed to protect the brand, protect the figurehead, right? Like it's this, just the, the, their structure focuses on you know this this overall brand yeah the presbyterian and reform model this process-based orienting and again it be, can become bureaucratic again sin can affect all of these right this isn't any there's no promise of perfection but when you're focused on procedure it really in a way disempowers like really popular famous people right i think one of the great things Tim Keller pointed out in his interview on the rise and fall of Mars Hill is like, do these nobodies from
0: another Presbytery were making complaints about what he was saying in his pulpit. Yep, Right. Like, and he needs to take it seriously, like good on him. Cause he even right. said there like, and it matters, right? Like this yeah. is important and it frustrated me and I didn't like it. I didn't agree with it. And yet it's still like, they have every right to do it. And that's good.
1: That's right. And so I think again, there are a lot of ways right we could go down all of the all of the ways that like the presbyterian and reformed churches would handle this but i just think it's i hope even in just the discussion we're having is like it would just be so um fundamentally different in what the emphasis and how it would appear right and obviously mm-hmm. the the book of church order and i'm sure most others have ideas of of different degrees of admonitions and discipline that a preacher can receive. Right. Hmm. There isn't just, you're either removed from office forever or you're good. Right. You can be temporarily suspended based on the wisdom. You can be admonished to change something, right? Like they can give you these various kinds of things. There's a lot of flexibility, but also a lot of transparency as why those things are. And so I'm thankful for it. That's all I can say. Um, And And I do think, while a lot of things about Presbyterianism are slow, I do think they are at least a lot more obvious as to what is going on, good or bad, than what happened at the Village Church. Yep. The 12 Days of Restless carry on tomorrow. Hey, would you rate and review this show if you haven't yet? It'd be a huge... Help to us. And again, remember the 12 Days of Restless is intended for reformed audiences, so listener discretion is advised.